Hey everybody, Jason Wood here, the VA loan guy with another episode of the Arms and Ready podcast. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us today. We have a special guest, Marine Corps veteran, Ben Cantwell has joined us today to share with us a little bit about his background, what he's up to today. And um, Ben, we, we thank you for being on the show and carving out a little time for us today. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Jason. Uh, happy to be here, share my limited experience in the Marine Corps and just talk about life and what we got going on these days. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your service. Um, you know, as I said, you were, you were in the Marines, right? And um, as we were talking before the show, a little bit of time at, at Camp Pendleton, which is, you know, my backyard here, I'm, I'm real close to that base. Um, so tell me, tell our, our listeners a little bit about, you know, why did you pick the Marine Corps? Why did you join the military, you know, when you were, when you were a youngster and just making that decision? What was, what were you thinking? What was your thought process? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's something you talk about a lot and you don't really revisit too often. But I was, uh, I was goofing around in community college when I was 18 and 19. And a couple of older guys that I really admired had been in the military, specifically the Marine Corps. And I found myself lacking certain characteristics that they had, you know, the discipline, the ability to follow through, the sort of the grit that set them apart from their counterparts. And I enlisted and, you know, through, I did uh, four years in second battalion, fourth Marines in the infantry. I did two Muse the Pacific. So totally total peacetime deployments, but you know, I got out of it when I wanted. I came out a little bit, a little bit harder, a little bit meaner, not as, uh, not as lazy for sure. You know, now I have the ability to wake up early and follow through and, you know, you bring a different sort of energy to any sort of interaction that you're involved in. Just exactly what I wanted is what I admired in those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's pretty cool. Like meeting other military people or, or former military people and that kind of that discipline and that drive is something that, I see throughout most of us that, that we have in common, right. Is, is just being able to, to get up and get after it. Um, and, and I, I can remember that same kind of difference and distinction kind of before and after, um, as well being in the military. So, um, it certainly is, you know, something that's unique to us. And I think what makes, um, great civilians are our prior service people, you know? Um, so you're in the military and, um, of course now you're out. You're a firefighter, EMT, you, and, and art is a big part of your, your life and your passion as well. And um, so what, what's your past um, background with, with art? And, you know, are you like a graphic design guy? You, you uh, sketch it out on paper type of guy? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so, I mean, everybody starts finger painting, and I guess I just kept finger painting with bigger, better tools throughout <laughs> middle school and high school. I took some classes. Um, I really started to figure out that I could use art to connect with people and advance myself when I, uh, I traded sketches of my buddies in boot camp for a fire watch. So I would do a 20 minute sketch of them. They would send it home to their folks and they would take my fire watch for an hour. Like this is a pretty good trade. Yeah. And that slowly evolved into doing tattoo designs. You know, I'd do it for a buddy for a six pack. And then after a while, a couple more people would ask me and say, I have enough six packs. Let me do it for $20. And now I've got a website with, um, you know, t-shirts, stickers, prints, posters, cards, all sorts of different stuff featuring my art. And it's, you know, it's really incredible to be able to go from that to this with that same drive that you were just talking about. What do you, most um, of my formatting. Oh, oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
yeah, most of my work is done uh, by hand. I'm a pretty heavy traditional watercolor guy. And if you know, like Sailor Jerry style tattoos, that's all by hand with watercolor. And then being 2020, I have started to make the transition into digital art, but doing that without leaving behind, you know, the roots of traditional watercolor has been a fun challenge for me. Nice. What, what type of stuff do you draw? Um, mostly, mostly military centric things. I'd say 80 or 90% of my custom work is centered around like different veteran experiences. And, you know, coming from the Marine Corps infantry, that's where it started. But I've done work with all sorts of different military occupational specialties and different branches. And, you know, if you have a one vet do it and a spouse sees the next day, I'm doing a portrait of somebody's dog and their kids. So, I mean, <laughs> veteran experience touches all aspects of life. It's not just skeletons and machine guns you know right everything under the sun has been drawn so far that's really cool that's really cool so um now you sell your your artwork and stuff do you have a website i do yeah uh, my website is bencantwellart.com just like my name with art after it and it's um we have over i think over 200 prints now seven or eight different t-shirt designs uh five or more different sticker options that you can get so we're always adding new product and, you know, it can be frustrating when you go on a website and you see the type of thing that you like, but not something that speaks to you. And with such a wide breadth of, you know, spe specific jobs in the military, I want to get something up there for everybody. So that's cool. That'll be a people, quest that takes a lifetime. Yeah, I'm sure. And people I'm sure can probably hit you up and go, hey, I like this, but can you make it this version or, or something like that, right? Kind of customize it a little oh, bit. Oh, definitely. Yeah, a lot of my work that exists up there for sale now has been custom work in the past. So if a guy from your unit commissioned a painting two years ago, that same painting is still available in a print that you can buy. Nice. That's cool. So, um, so now you're also a firefighter and an EMT, right? So um, you've got a pretty encompassing job. Um, how, how did you get into into that industry after transitioning from the military, I guess, how, what was your, what was your path when you, when you exited the Marine Corps and got into what you do now? Well, I think a lot of people in the military really learn to value teamwork and dedication and that sort of drive that you all push together. And when I got out of the Marine Corps, I was again, not, not as lost as before, but looking for a place to serve. And I did a little bit of volunteering when I lived in Oakland, you know, I started working, um, with um, different crews that would, you know, whatever job I had, I would get pretty heavily involved, whether it's construction or something like that. And then I took an EMT course and realized that that funneled pretty reliably into firefighting. And I started talking to firefighter buddies of mine. I realized, oh, like, this is almost the same type of person, you know, the same dedication, the same service. And it's, you know, it's affecting change right in my neighborhood. You know, I was running calls up and down the street in my ambulance where I grew up at. Wow. So I was able to see an impact that I had on my neighborhood. And not that the military didn't do that. You know, you were affecting change in a larger way, but it was rewarding to see that, you know, instantaneously. And, you know, from EMT to firefighter, I'm doing the same thing every day. I'm actually going out working in my community. And, you know, I can see the amount of effort I put in is directly reflected in the quality of service that I get. That's really, that's really cool. And, and it's a thankless job too. I mean, you guys, you guys work hard and, um, you know, risk your lives as much or more so than you probably did while you were in the Marine Corps. Um, so, you know, thank you for that. I mean, 
Um, what are you guys seeing now, you know, in your line of work where, you know, we're recording this episode, the beginning of May. Um, so we're still kind of in the thick of the whole COVID-19 thing. Um, how are you seeing that impact what you guys do and how you guys do your job and, and what type of calls and stuff are, are you seeing a, a big difference in your, in your space now as a firefighter because of all that? We're seeing uh, we're seeing a slight drop in emergency medical calls, you know, fires and car accidents are still happening at the same rate, but there's a population of people who are more afraid to go to the hospital now and they're less willing to call 911 because of that. On the flip side, in the elder population, we have a higher instance of critical issues because they're affected by COVID. You know, up the street from my station, we have a uh, nursing home that's got a, their infection rate for COVID-19 is in the high 80s and 90s, I believe now. I haven't checked in a week or so, but we run on that place at least two or three times a day. And more often than not, it's someone going to the emergency room for critical care or they're, you know, they've passed recently, sometimes due to complications of uh, COVID-19. So the gravity of the infection in, you know, those dangerous populations, those those elders, those people with respiratory diseases, they're heavily affected, but overall call volume has kind of declined a little bit. Okay. Um, and then, I mean, you guys, as firefighters, you guys live in pretty tight quarters. You know, you guys are a team and you're together, you know, around the clock for a couple of days at a time. How, how is the social distancing and that type of thing affecting you and your, your day-to-day? It's actually, our department has done a really good job of staying ahead of it. So we've had um, masks and gloves and sanitizing procedures in place since before it was mandated by the state. So we've been wearing masks around the stations. At shift change, people keep their distance, uh, like six or more feet. We're wiping down all of our stuff. So we've had actually almost, you know, we had a few initial infections in our department, but after, you know, since the first week for almost a month and a half now, we've had no new infections because of our department's super aggressive policy towards keeping everything like as sterile as possible and maintaining social distancing. So it's kind of a pain when you're wearing your, you know, eye protection and your mask and everything's fogging up, but I'd rather have a little bit of fog in my eyes than coronavirus, you know? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think anybody can agree with that. Now you guys are, um, interfacing a lot with the hospitals, obviously, if you have an emergency medical situation, right. And coming into the emergency entrance and emergency room and stuff. Um, how has the, how's the hospital scene been for you guys lately since all this started? It's been a lot more intense. You know, often we would run a critical patient into the hospital, you know, whether we're continuing CPR respirations or something like that. And it would be a little bit more of a, a relaxed transition of care, you know, not necessarily casual, but it's something that happens so often it was really smooth. Now there are measures in place where everybody's name is written down who comes into the room in case there is a, you know, in case the patient does test positive for COVID. So they can be backtracked and tested and stuff like that. So there's a lot more oversight, which is kind of like a new thing and not scary, but just something that we're not as used to. Still smooth, still efficient, but a lot of controls in place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Um, So I, I've heard, uh, and I know that, you know, getting into being a firefighter or EMT is, is a challenging thing. And there's, you know, different suggestions of paths towards doing that. Um, You know, if you were, if you were mentoring 
you know, a young Marine that's looking to, to get out of military service and maybe do what you're doing, what kind of advice would you give somebody? Yeah, that's a great question. I wish I had asked a few more people that when I started because I, I didn't take the wrong path, but I was barking up the wrong tree a couple of times. Um, so the biggest thing is in California, becoming a firefighter is super competitive. It's a highly desirable job and the minimum requirements are very low. You need to be an EMT, you need to have a high school degree and speak English. And that's like for 90% of the departments. Okay. So you need to do, a, there's a whole lot of stuff you can do to set yourself apart. You can become a paramedic. You can put yourself through a fire academy at a community college or professional school. You can start volunteering, you can get other degrees and you kind of need to start doing all of that. You know, I was trying to apply to fire, uh, fire academies that you pay for to put on your resume. Right. And also I got into paramedic school and then I got a call from a professional academy that I got hired. So you have to kind of work through all of these avenues to better yourself constantly because if you're just sitting there with your high school degree speaking english that's not going to cut it you know everybody else is hungry and everybody else is working hard you got to do the same yeah yeah and what's tell me about the life of a firefighter a little bit what is what does your life look like what's what's kind of a day-to-day -day for you my life is in i mean i've been working as a professional firefighter i'm on probation still which is your uh, first year as a firefighter so i'm super new i still have tons to learn and I don't think my eagerness is going to fade. I think I go to work every day and I'm just, I'm super excited to be there. You know, I work two days and I have four days where I come home and I'm off. And for those two days, I'm cleaning, I'm cooking, I'm learning how to use all the equipment more efficiently. I'm training, I'm doing, you know, all the online certifications that I remember from the military. Yep. So it's, it's a fun job. It's an exciting job. And, the coolest part is that at any moment you could get some sort of call, you know, you could have a structure fire down the street or you could need to go render medical aid to somebody who needs your help. So there's tons of stuff that you could be doing at any moment. So it's, it's invigorating. We get time to work out. The other people at my station are incredibly interesting. So I'm always having fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and a question for you, I guess, for all the women listeners, um, how's the, how's the local firefighter calendar shaping up for you guys? Oh man, I'm not sure <laughs> if you have one. We're like, we're a mid-sized department. And, I mean, I don't think I'm an ugly guy, but I'm definitely not the most handsome person there. And I got to work on the six pack a little bit. So I'll do some digging and I'll get back to you when we talk again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we're working on it. Nice. Yeah. You're going to want for summer cause I'm pretty pasty. So I'll get a little bit more tan. I'll find some other guys and we'll figure it out. All right. All right. That's good. I'm sure that they'll appreciate that quite a bit. Um, yeah. So what's, what's the plan? I mean, you, you've got um, your artwork. What's, what's your long-term goal with um, the artwork and where do you see that taking you? So right now my artwork is being, um, I have a buddy of mine who I grew up with who is helping me upload and maintain projects online. So I'm pretty much doing the creating and he's taking care of all the online maintenance and contracts and stuff like that. So I would like my website to continue to serve the veteran community, you know, as long as people are still clicking on it, you know, it's super rewarding to be able to talk to people and have their, their service represented in my art and then be able to, you know, take pride in that instead of just having a t-shirt, they can have a, a pretty, a, you know, a decent piece of art on their wall. It's uh, kind of a, an avenue of pride that a lot of people don't think about. 
cool to be able to serve the serve the community in that way. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think it's cool to be able to have something like that hanging up in your house. I mean, I think you know it's probably common or you know shadow boxes and and flags, right? You know, the American flag or yeah. don't tread on me. But I think um, and I've seen just some cool stuff over the years. But it's always just a a nice polished touch, you know, to see a really good piece of military artwork. I think um, so. That's definitely cool, and I hope hope that some people visit your website after listening to this and um, and or seeing it online, and can check out some stuff on your website. Um, so Ben, um, I would just wanted to uh, thank you one more time for um, carving out some time for us today on the Armed and Ready podcast. Um, we're in you know some interesting times today, and I know that your your line of work is especially. Um, tasking right now and uh, so I just thank you for spending a little bit of spare time with us and uh, telling our listeners about what you do and, and giving them some hope and some ideas on how they can you know become an EMT or a fighter fighter as well so um, um, and if anybody's looking to get some more information or um, check out your artwork uh, bencantwellart.com is that right yep that's it and I'm also uh, on Instagram at Ben Cantwell underscore art. So, I mean, that's where most of my online presence is. And yeah, I've definitely, next time we talk, if uh, we talk to you, I've got some VA home loan questions. I'll be in the market in a year or two. So um, yeah, this was super fun podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out. I'm excited. I mean, your guys' production value is crazy. So awesome. Be fun to watch. Well, thanks. Yeah. And um, I know a guy for that VA loan. So um, let's stay in contact. I'll introduce you. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. All right, Ben. Thanks a lot. Thanks to all our listeners today on the Ready Podcast. Look forward to checking out the next one with you. Take care. Mm -hmm.